0: free world. I'm here to give you another edition of Ipsy Dixie's Shamed Radio In the Trenches. I have brought everyone's favorite Latin King ECC11. Go ahead and say what's up. Hey, 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 hey. So we can talk about the internationalist ideas of the almighty Latin King Queen Nation and follow it up with the system's biggest attack on all political prisoners, the STG or gang statuses and files. So first what I want to get into, I'm going to start by reading two philosophies of our nation. And these ideas are called the Nation Man and the Almighty Eye. <clears throat> nation Man. Who is a Nation Man and who is not? The difference lies in what they do. How they carry themselves and how they talk. But in order for one to really understand the contrast, one must know and understand the principles of the King Manifesto in modern kingism. One of the clearest contrastive Examples is when the so called nation man claims to be a Latin king, a member of the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation, and by the same token says, I am a little, a culture king, a peewee, I'm from such and such branch or chapter, etc. He may be a Latin king, that is true, but he is definitely not a nation man. This clearly testifies that this so called nation man is really a demagogue, a preacher of a false philosophy and a an agent of confusion and disunity his mind is broad only to the scope of where his polit, his particular clique is concerned outside of this clique mentality his mind meets with the brick wall of prejudice and individualism nation men on the other hand are devoted followers and believers of unity supporters of the harmonious whole for the nation man there are no horizons between cliques and branches for they identify only with the nation not in one particular clique branch or section natural allies together in one nucleus one nation the almighty land king queen nation forever and now the almighty eye when a king warrior accepts kingism as described in the king manifesto his life takes a complete turn for him, everything changes. His vision is no longer limited to the narrow horizons. Instead, he is gifted with the power of the almighty eye, a sun that glows to enlighten through the sense of sight, the new king, and the nation. The eyes of the nation are everywhere. There is a nation man, a true king. His perception, view, in the concept of universal human progress is the reflection of his soul his ideology and his quest for freedom and desires for the unity among his people his observations are free and independent his thoughts are not clouded by any form of prejudice and his actions are based on common sense and knowledge seeing perceiving and observation by all kings is the network of the nation the eyes of the nation are everywhere So now you heard these two ideas. These two ideas coupled is what has planted the seeds for the nation's ideological ideological internationalism. Basically a king without borders. A king that does not believe in pseudosciences like gender or race or class. And I believe, and like I said, a lot of these talks when we talk about the nation is just our belief system and how our experiences have molded our ideas on what it means to be a true king, a Latin king a what we just heard a nation man or the eventual new king, the revolutionary I think that these two ideas and principles are the I guess the seeds and the beginning to the what ECC11 calls the incubation of the revolutionary king these two ideas are what set up the ideas between internationalism and how a true king can learn that his people is all people so now I'm going to uh, have a conversation with ECC about this, I know this was all everyone has been waiting for so ECC when it comes to the nation where does internationalism fit or shine I guess
1: Well, we're using using the nation man and the almighty eye to kind of set the stage for what would be considered a futuristic sense of internationalism. Um, Primarily, you know, this this document, the King Manifesto, and these portions of the document that we're addressing now are geared towards uh, the lumping class, if you will, that um, criminal class within the United States. Who, um, uh, time and time again, have shown have been plagued with uh, these 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 misconstrued concepts of identity. Um, you look out today and you see uh, gangs, as they're referred to, uh, that are in conflict with themselves and with each other, and a lot of times this conflict is based upon uh, failure to uh, see each other as equals. Um, they're they're. They're barred by these borders um, That we're trying to address here and now uh, Such as a, a certain color that somebody wears Or a number or a title or a label Or this, that, and the other And I think that the, the founders And the authors of the manifesto Have um, recognized that as well And they made it a point To show that this is something that we are highly against This is something that we wanted to educate our youth on that this is a danger for us, our people, and for society as a whole. That we needed to realize that we can no longer uh, pigeonhole each other, or classify each other, uh, you know, as being different or other or less than. And when you talk about nation, man, that's primarily what you're talking about. You're talking about an individual who is part of this organization, who is being taught that. You cannot look at another member as someone who's coming from a different this, a different that, a different the other, whether it's a chapter or a branch or a section. And when you find those within the nation and in and, and, and life in general who attempt to categorize people based on these labels, uh, we're being taught that this is the demagogue. This is the individual that you need to be aware of. This is the individual that you need to oppose Um, You need to be more in tune to an individual that is, uh, again, an internationalist in in his or her perspectives, uh, someone who uh, accepts the equality of all peoples. Okay, so let me ask you this, right? And I think this is...
0: I like how a lot of our literature talks about modern kingism. And when they say modern kingism, I think they're talking about the future, what kingism was going to turn into. And right now, in um, this world we live in, in the United Snakes, mm-hmm. I think that these nationalists or white nationalists mm-hmm. are in many ways created by these, these, these governmental ideas and created by these, these I, I don't want to call them our enemies, but they are basically, would you say
1: in exact contrast of what we are supposed to believe in? Oh, definitely. But let's point out. Let's point out as well for, for our listeners that there's different forms of nationalism that exist out there, um, and, and this so-called white nationalism that you're referring to, or first world nationalism, is is an oppressive nationalism. It's 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 uh, adverse to a uh, third world nationalism or an internationalist nationalism, if you will. Um, historically, first world nationalists have sought to. Um, remove individuals from their society that come from other nations um, without, you know, taking into consideration the fact that uh, the mass majority of these people are in these nations to begin with because of what the first world nation has done to their nation. Um, On the adverse, the third world nationalist uh, seeks to uh, rid itself of the uh, people who come from other nations Of first world nations Because they're there primarily to Exploit and take advantage of them The colonialist type the, the colonialist, the type colonialist ideas. right, exactly So ideologically, yes, without a doubt uh, the, the first world nationalism That we see exhibited in the United States here today Is opposed to The uh, more internationalist uh, form of nationalism That we practice within the nation Yeah, because I believe that one thing Within our
0: literature It talks a lot about First within the nation, first within the nation, but then as we grow and as we are able to read things like Nation Man and, and read about you know the Almighty Eye, which I think actually should couple with the Nation Man, it talks more about these borders and these ideas being broken down outside of the nation too. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think that um, again, um, we're referring to this as the seeds of internationalism that are being planted. Um, I think that in certain parts of the manifesto, um, the literature itself is again geared towards this lumping class of individuals here in the United States. However, <coughs> there are other sections that are geared more towards the uh, the enlightened uh, king or queen, the enlightened member of the nation, the individual who has... Um, been gifted with the almighty eye, the uh, the eye of perception and, and, and awareness. Okay, so I also wanted to talk about, because
0: the name of our nation is the Almighty Latin King and Queen Nation, mm-hmm. and I guess this moniker has almost turned into a misnomer because we don't actually believe in racial division mm-hmm. or any type of racial borders or nation borders, do we?
1: no however you know the 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 topic of um let's call it latinism is one that is intriguing um, and is one that can be easily misconstrued as well um i think that you know there's so many arguments and different ways that you can you can present this but for me personally i don't look at Uh, Latinism, if you will, as a form of division. I look at it more as a form of unity. I find that um, the Latin American people, um, one, are not racially divided. They're, in fact, united along uh, nationalist lines. I think um, the culture and the history that unites us is one that is Or has been subject to oppression It's it's one that has been Subject to the exploitation of first world nations And I think that Those are the lines that we use Again not to divide But to unite And a person who Is not Latino Per se does not necessarily Mean that this person cannot Be accepted and or Considered a part of the fold Um uh, we've discussed this, I believe, in other uh, recordings as well. Um, naturalization, you know, when an individual, you know, relocates into another country, into another nation, and through time and practice, you know, begins to uh, partake in the uh, cultural affairs and, and and what have you. At some point or another, that person becomes naturalized. And with that idea and concept in mind, again, I I hold firm to the concept that. The Almighty Latin King Queen Nation And its title is not one To divide itself from others But to welcome And to welcome all Regardless of where your uh, Original nation or cultural uh, Of of origins begins And you know this is something That I think I want to bring up
0: Um, When it comes to These uh, I guess uh, Pseudo geographical Fucking borders Before this land was colonized, I'm going to only talk about the West Coast and Central America and South America. Mm -hmm. These ancestries are all of the same bloodline. They all intermingled. They all moved and traveled freely Mm -hmm. from South America, from Chile, the bottom, all the way up to... Let's say even Let's even get Alaska. into Canada You know what I'm saying Exactly right. Alaska and Canada mm-hmm. So these pseudo-geographical borders That were created through the um, colonialists, mm-hmm. They have not only started a I guess maybe a classism Racism mm-hmm. Within the Latin culture mm-hmm. They have turned The Latinism as you call it Into a race When mm-hmm. for so many years It was just a culture Right. It was just this these, these Indians these these excuse me for f- using the phrase Indian but these indigenous right. and I, I like the the seven million Taínos mm-hmm. mm-hmm. added with the thirty million Aztec added with the thirty million Incas mm-hmm. added with another seven to ten million um, indigenous from North America mm-hmm. you know so this is we're saying over fifty million people that have been I guess, racially eradicated yeah. and, and, and split up through these borders, these creation of borders. Mm-hmm. You know, now the ones in North America feel they're different from the ones in Central America, which feel they're different between the ones from South America, which feel they're different between the ones in, 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 in the Caribbean islands. Right. So it's not only these borders, these physical borders, that have broken our, our culture Mm-hmm. And, and this latinism it, it, it's 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 not only these these physical colonized areas, mm-hmm. but it's the mental ones as well and I think that's where the Almighty eye fits in for us to see and observe because like it says, the eyes of the nation are everywhere mm-hmm. and when I take that, it means it goes from the bottom of Chile up to Alaska man mm-hmm. you know it goes out west it goes out east, so we don't have almost a Racial divide Because anyone beca- can become an almighty latin king Right, Anybody And I just think it's about accepting The anti-colonialism
1: Yeah I think uh, embracing Exactly embracing uh, The uh, the culture Not just based upon a language Or a, a, a diet Or a music or entertainment But based upon a history Of overcoming oppression I think uh that is, is really where, where everything relies or, or resides upon, is is embracing that. The, the concept of wanting to be a part of a people who is against oppression. All right, so I think that w- leads a perfect segue into
0: something I've been wanting to talk to you about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of the Almighty Land King Queen Nation as a revolutionary faction, mm-hmm. or as you like to put it, a revolutionary incubator, Mm -hmm. and I want you to get into your idea, and, and get into, because it has helped form my ideas
1: on this nation, and, um, I just, I just want you to go into that. I, um, you know, when I was younger, I, I I like to believe that the nation was a revolutionary organization, um, before I had ever even been exposed to the King Manifesto itself, I um, I had these beliefs and, and, and these conclusions were drawn by myself that the nation was definitely revolutionary. And it is, without a doubt, it is definitely revolutionary. However, whenever you go to defining it as a revolutionary organization, I think that we, we fall short in that respect, um, not just in our general and overall practice, but in the uh, the makeup of the nation um, we find within kingism, which is the doctrine of the nation that there are uh, three cycles uh, if you will of nation life that one uh, Can find him or herself at any given time uh, throughout his or her growth in the nation uh, That is the the primitive the conservative and the new king and the primitive sector or cycle, and the conservative sector, or cycle, are both counter-revolutionary. They're non-revolutionary uh, cycles of life. Uh, the first is, is predominantly lumping in nature, um, which is parasitic. And the second is uh, conservative, which is... Um, uh, I like the term they're using in,
0: in, in, in the manifesto. It's mummified.
1: Yeah, it definitely reaches, as they say, a mummified level of maturity. Um, but it shows the characteristics of someone who is also referred to in political terms as a um, uh, petty bourgeois. Uh, petty bourgeois is someone who basically wants to be a bourgeoisie, someone who participates in the system, um, enjoys their piece of the so called American pie. Um, however, it is also deemed necessary because it is. Once you've received that portion of the American Pie, whenever you can make the determination whether or not that pie is for you or it's something that you're going to spit out and you're going to make the conscious decision uh, to pass before the turning wheel of change, to spit it out and become uh, the revolutionary, the new king and the new queen. Um, That section, which uh, arguably is the uh, least populated, um, comprises the revolutionary sector of the nation. Um, the literature itself is revolutionary, without a doubt. Uh, the membership and the practice, however, uh, do not meet the, those same standards. Um, I've argued this uh, a number of times, and uh, you know it's, it's discouraging for a lot of brothers and sisters who hear this, especially coming from myself. However, I think at the same time that there is a small amount of genius in there, if not something greater, because had... Uh, we practiced uh, a more revolutionary practice. Overall, uh, we would have been exposed to the full brunt of the uh, war declared by uh, the likes of J. Edgar Hoover and the federal government against the Black Panther Party, the Simeonese Liberation Army, or A.K.A. Or man, those fuckboy Co-Intel Pro motherfuckers, right? Those 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 dudes right there. Um, and uh, there's a, a good chance that we would not have survived. Uh, the, those altercations However um, For what it's worth We have survived uh, And we've uh, been existing ever since And we're still here to this day Our literature still exists um, would, our you membership, say, would you say we're growing and, and still evolving Yes without a doubt uh, Our membership um, by its numbers alone Has multiplied um, Our popularity But as well um, I believe it serves its purpose And this is where the whole You know Incubation concept comes from. Um, it, it is it is believed by the nation, and this is based upon its literature. Um, uh, similarly, believed by the Black Panther Party, that it is amongst the lumpen that we will find our revolutionaries within this society, uh, the society of, of the first world nations, and it is within the primitive, uh, the lumpen, that uh, the new king, the turning wheel of change, the revolutionary will rise. And we find this happening more and more In today's uh, Modern form or version of Kingism, as you will And um, so for, for, for What that's worth, and yes, I do think That um, uh, it has served Its purpose, and it continues to serve its purpose Because look where we're at today Look at the uh, the advancements That we're making, uh, this, this show In itself uh, is, is evident truth That uh, the, the, the Scheme behind everything Has bore its fruit and it continues to do so and uh, to answer your question as far as development goes, even organizationally we continue to develop uh, we continue to discuss um, where it is that, that we can go with this um, how is it that we can further foster um, the, the discovery and, and creation and nurturing of these revolutionaries
0: okay now um, I know we talk about the lumping class a lot and this is where the revolutionaries or the next revolutionaries may come from. Um, But I also want to kind of add and and ask you, where can the non-Latin King organizers, where can these other organizations that may not exactly fall up under the lumping class but are, let's say, um, educated? And went through different colleges and, and become lawyers and see the atrocities that are happening daily in this world. How can they help? And even not even that, even other organizations, other lumpen organizations like the New African Black Panther Party. Because I know a lot of us have read um, the uh, Minister Rashid's work. Mm-hmm. And um, there's other organizations which I'm in direct. Uh, 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 have direct ties to like the jailhouse lawyer speaks, and, and I walk and um, fight toxic prisons. How can these organizations help the, the, the revolutionary ideas and the um, practices of the new kings of this nation?
1: Um, around 13, 14 years ago, when the assassination of Tukey Williams took place in California, I had wrote a leaflet that was presented at the uh, annual conference on organized resistance, and it was addressed towards um, the people that we see most in the media, you know, that are out there with picket signs and, and protesting and uh, exercising the the resources that they have that a number of us do not have, whether it's because of uh, our imprisonment or some other reason. And my addressing to them at that time, in answer to your question, even to this day, is that there is so much that they could have done prior to the execution of Tookie Williams to expose Tookie Williams to the world. But not just to the world, more exclusively towards the leaders of the lumpen organizations that are out there to this day Um, and I went a step further and said that there is a gap that needs to be bridged between those political prisoners that still to this day exist in confinement who are basically and in some cases literally on their deathbed. and. between them and those leaders that I'm referring to right now, the leaders of these lumpen organizations, these uh, crips, these bloods, uh, these uh, folks, these Latin kings, these treses, norteños, you know, the, 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 the list goes on and on. But a connection needs to be made between these political prisoners and these leaders of these organizations, these organizations that themselves have Roots in the history of the movement. Um, the mass majority of them were begun as a response to oppression. Um, they were uh, showing a form of resistance, and as a result of the uh Pro program and the war against the movement of the Black Panther Party and everything that they did, uh, excuse me, did afterwards uh, to pit us against each other. To uh, 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 saturate our communities with uh, illicit drugs to uh, um, funnel uh, weapons into our communities to pit us against each other again uh, by way of, um, you know, uh, uh, kites and letters that, you know... And borders. Falsified. borders, man, neighborhoods, turfs. All all those things, you know, that they use, you know. The the same thing, again, you're right, that we're talking about, that the manifesto talks about, you know, that... Uh, this click against that click uh, ideology and concept um, the removing the, the the political concept and replacing it with something that has to do with or reflective of what they call turf wars and um, these groups these organizations have these roots it's there it's part of their histories it's part of our histories but yet we lack this communication with these political prisoners we lack this education we lack this. And these people that you're referring to now do have the ability, they have the resources, they can connect us. And I think that's probably the number one thing that they can do to help and assist us is bridging that gap before it is unbridgeable because they're no longer with us. Yeah, and I think, you know, I want to get a little more into this
0: gap too because the gap that we're talking about is communication. It is reaching into us. You know, it's very difficult for us to reach out. It's very, you know, some of us have phones. Some of us have these these illegal instruments just to do stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And none of this is long. That's why we're recording as much as we can because we need to create this library. For when we're gone, you guys still remember that this was done so you guys can hear, so we can reach. Um, Also, though, I think something that has been a big gap for the Separation between the lumpen organizations and the free world organizations, Mm -hmm. I would say, is the education. Mm -hmm. Having our education stunted in here Mm -hmm. by um, banned uh, reading materials, by um, only allowing a certain class of inmates education, Mm -hmm. only allowing a certain type of, 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 of quote-unquote criminal charges to be allowed to further their education only um you know i mean the pell grants got taken way before i came to prison Mm. and i could only just imagine what prison would look like if for the past over 20 years people have been getting these different um degrees still and these different uh, 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 certificates and and, and allowing us to educate because a very common a very common um, thread that has always been since I've been in prison is each one teach one Mm -hmm. and every time that we learn something we like to 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 pass it on Mm -hmm. to each other Mm -hmm. books we like to pass on to each other Mm -hmm. so it's not even just organizations but it's it's Helping us create book clubs in here. Mm-hmm. Helping us create um, um, different, different zines and, 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 and teaching, teaching us in here about the free world. Because so many of us, about free world organize, organizing, I mean. Mm-hmm. Because most of us just know about the radical organizing, about the standing up to the oppressor, actually standing up to them, mm-hmm. actually rioting with these people. And we don't really understand like At least me, I'm, I'm recently Starting to understand how important Organizing is mm-hmm. and, and how that Throughout the ages Organizers have always Been the unsung heroes yes. Right, so I think that is part Of the gap, mm-hmm. the gap is Our lack of education when it comes to Not only radical theory Not only revolutionary ideas But also when it comes to creating a system that works, all right? Because I think a lot of our um, ideas and and a lot of these organizations, these third world organizations, I'm going to call them, these ghetto class organizations, Mm -hmm. are rooted around, you know, these different um, hierarchical type uh, vanguard, like we talked about, vanguard type uh, 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 ideas. And I think as these revolutionary um, tactics start to modernize, mm-hmm. I think we're starting to realize that these might not be the way to go. But we're still trapped. We're still trapped. I tell everyone, man, that we like, actually, like prison systems, man, we're, we're still in the civil rights movement, man. Yeah. We still are affected by segregation we still have slave owners and slave catchers. We still are, are, are tortured by fucking dogs mm. waking us up in the morning, man, stripping us naked. You know, so these things that, that everyone thinks that are not happening anymore, that think we've moved out of this, this slavery era, it's not. It's just been... Now it's controlled. It's controlled slavery in, in, in these prisons. And it's still... We are still being tortured by fucking blasts of water. We are still being tortured... By, we're just we're just being. We're, it just it's it's just so difficult for me, man. It's, it's it's just so difficult for me to try to understand how people don't see this because I've looked at it, and witnessed it for the last 15 years of my life, you know. So I just want to say that 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 I think one of the biggest hurdles that I'm trying to overcome is to be is to help fill that gap by doing stuff like this.
1: I think um yeah, I think I think you hit on something too that I I I'd like to follow up on as well. I mean, you just stipulated the 15 year stretch and I'm 20 some change, 23, 24, 24 going on 25 years now and I've watched this system deteriorate from the inside out. Um, you talk about, you know, different Devices that they use against us, whether it is, you know, waking us up, you know, with the dogs in the middle of the night and, you know, stripping us down to our boxers and having us, you know, all sit in rows and, you know, in the day room with our hands on top of our heads while they shout orders at us and, you know, insults and things of that nature. And, you know, when they hit us with cold water for, you know, this, that, or the other reason to try to get us to comply with this, that, or the other rule. I mean, these things might sound shocking to some people, but the reality of the situation, it goes even further than that. Um, The lack of education is rampant. Um, There's no occupational opportunities. Um, Your your sentence today is a sentence of uh, of, um, confinement into a dormitory uh, for pretty much every second of every day of your life. Um, You live in a dormitory filled with 50, you know, 70 other inmates at any given time, and there is no relief. There is no uh, opportunity for advancement. Um, You do this for uh, three years, you do this for five years, you do this for 10 years, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years of your life, and you can't equate this with anything other than torture. And you have an ability out there to help us expose what's really going on in here because this is nothing more nor less than a reflection of the greater society. Um, Society is either willfully allowing this to happen to itself because we come from that society or it's ignorant to what's really taking place here. And this is something that I believe um, the movement in general has the ability to help us expose and shed light on as well. All right, and I, I like that you brought up these
0: tactics, right? I like that we started talking about these tactics because um, we have both been uh, victims to a lot of these tactics, but one thing that is starting to be elucidated out there, something that is starting to be brought to light are these arbitrary, punitive, fucking whimsical, fuck-ass STG files. These security threat groups, security threat individuals, these fucking statuses and... um. Labels mm-hmm. that they just whimsically place upon us, that they just stamp upon us like it's just you know a a, a, a fucking hair color, mm-hmm. right? A fucking eye color, man. A, 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 another form of skin fucking color. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has turned into a pseudo fucking philosophy. These 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 ideas about gangs and these ideas about. Organizations and these deals, you know, it it turned from gang classifications to security threat group classifications to now security threat individuals. Mm -hmm. So they're telling me that these individual people, man, are 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 huge fucking threats to the United States. Once we're already imprisoned, all right. So I I want to get into this a little bit, right? I want to get into how these um classifications have affected you
1: and maybe other political or politicized prisoners uh, definitely uh, when I first came into the system again 24 25 years ago um, this this STG classification was uh, it really wasn't even practiced as of yet it, it, it was it was maybe you know Discussed at some level or degree or another But it wasn't until a couple years later That it became an actual thing And as this Thing continued to grow in development It came with consequences Um what little uh, Opportunity we have in here To learn uh, things that would Be beneficial to us in society Um along the lines of uh, uh, Let's say a job as a barber Um in the Uh in the barber shop Um We're no longer allowed to have those type of jobs if we have this uh, STG, Security Threat Group Classification. If we have this label attached to us, uh, we can't have this job. We can't have no orderly job whatsoever. Um, We can't work in the law library. Um, We, in a lot of cases and a lot of institutions throughout the state, are denied education outright. Um, along with that, um, we're subject to other consequences, such as uh, restrictions on our visitation privileges, to where we are subject to having non-contact visits only. Uh, we're subject to placement in long-term administrative confinement. That can result uh, for somebody with an extensive sentence in, in a very um, uh, long amount of time in isolation, which is um, you know, unhealthy uh, psychologically as well as physically and you know the the consequences go even further than that um in today's uh prison environment um they have so you know loosely applied this this label of a security threat group and or security threat individual that um pretty much everywhere you turn uh, you find people who are under this label and uh you know, with this uh, reality surrounding you like that, it kind of changes the psyche of the of the prisoners uh, in general—how they think, how they act, how they view each other. Um, there is uh, an attack on the idea of collectivity. It is now everybody's—you uh, know—presumed uh, to be a part of something. Uh, we assume that. That he is a part of this group And they're a part of that group And they're against them And we're against them And they're against us And everybody's against everybody And the only ones who are united Is the correctional staff And their unity against us Is a unity against human beings We are no longer even looked at as uh, equals We're looked at as animals Um, We're not worthy of a placement in society The only thing we are worthy of Is to be treated um, as animals, um, these consequences go further. Um, it affects our families. Um, it affects the, the 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 general ideas that society has uh, towards us. Uh, when we get out, um, you know, we bring these concepts to our communities and 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 and, and further, you know, multiply their consequences there as well uh, with our um, our children and, and, and how we interact with them and how they interact with each other. So the uh, the consequences in themselves are just they're limitless, they're, they're inhumane, and um, they definitely need to be uh, exposed and dealt with. Um, I I, <coughs> I think I, I would like to talk about too,
0: this new security threat individual placement. This is this is very new, mm-hmm. and what it actually is turning into is that when you write, I walk. When you write fight toxic prisons. When you write these different organizations Mm -hmm. that are um, basically the only go-between we have between us and the free world in here, Mm -hmm. you automatically get placed as a security threat individual. So what they're creating, they're creating another border for us. Mm -hmm. They're creating another thing that we have to figure out a way to... See beyond or figure out a way to reach over or reach through or break down
1: mm-hmm.
0: and these these are very difficult man this this is very difficult for us because now people that have never ever been placed under um let's let's say have have ever had any type of these these, these disciplinary reports let's say fights even man or, or riots now just for writing a letter will place them as a security threat individual mm-hmm. and it is. It is ostracizing us from the free world, man. This is, these are different ways that they are still, you know, gang STG files has almost become another race in here, yeah. and it is, it is this class within class within class that is, is becoming put, I guess, as the untouchables. Right, where we're getting thrown in these fucking, in these um, segs or shoe units, or in Florida, that's called the CM, close mm-hmm. management, where we're getting thrown on CM for letters. We're getting thrown in CM for practicing our First Amendment rights, mm-hmm. for practicing a, a, a right to press, so, so we, can, we can, you know, um, try to... Shoot our ideologies out there. To shoot these ideas of, of what's going on in the free in, in in this in this enclosed world to the free world, mm-hmm. in the slave world to what's going on, and, and we are becoming just thrown inside of a prison within a prison within a prison. And something that I talked about before with you is that you know a lot of us have these same DRs though, these same disciplinary reports, man. That they that they conjure up to to throw us on um, CM mm-hmm. like. Never in the never ever would anyone even go to confinement mm-hmm. for a mail violation, right. for what is uh, quote unquote called a mail violation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, things coming into you from the mail that maybe you're not supposed to have, or maybe you know, um, you, too many fucking envelopes in a in a in a in a in a, in a um a package, right. right? Um, too many stamps, these are what mail violations are, mm-hmm. but. When you are a politicized or a political prisoner or a political prisoner of war, they take this idea of mail violations and take away your mail privileges mm-hmm. for a set amount of days or or, or or months and throw you in confinement, a long extended confinement, which is a single housing unit or a close management unit. Mm-hmm. So these 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 disciplinary reports that were created for something totally different mm-hmm. have they they found a way to use it against these quote-unquote gang members Mm -hmm. and now you're considered a a reputed leader now you're considered so Now anything you do any infraction doesn't even have to be a disciplinary report it could be just a a investigation you can be thrown back into the shoe unit Mm -hmm. and i mean if you want to explain any of the times i think every time you've been to cm Mm -hmm. I've only been twice, once when I was a kid for a while and now, and the other time was for a, a, a letter. Right. But I think every time you've been to, to CM has been for some type of political reason, right?
1: Well, I, I've gone four times uh, for a total of nearly a decade of uh, long-term administrative confinement, and um, definitely uh, every one of them was related in one form fashion or another to some type of political activity. But, um, again, what what you're saying... Um, this is this is this is also something that is nothing new. Um, this is something that was practiced. Um, uh, what was that? The fifties, uh, the forties, the fifties, when they had the uh, the committees and they were red jacketing people. And once you were labeled as a communist, uh, you lost your place in society. You couldn't get a job. This, that, and the other. This is the same thing that's happening now. Um, I believe the government knows and has known for a long. time, period of time that uh these groups that we're talking about these so-called security threat groups do have revolutionary potential and with this label they have uh been able to turn society against us and it sends a message that once we are released back into the greater society uh, we will be looked at as incorrigibles we will be looked at as un-american and uh especially in today's political climate um we will be ostracized. Uh, no one will want anything to do with us. No one will want to be uh, re, uh, in relation to us, uh, have any type of association with us, much less uh, give us an opportunity for occupation and advancement. And this, in turn, will result in you know further criminal activity. But it'll also result in a, um, a discouragement with with uh, within our own communities, in which our people will uh, look at each other with distrust, and they will not know. Uh, which side to choose, whether it's the uh, so-called side of the government or the side of the people who represent the people.
0: All right, man. So I think this, because of time constraints, we need to cut this. And I really don't want to because we can go on for hours and hours about this shit, man, about the fuck-ass Pro that's still going on within these plantations of America. Every day, this, this the, these illegal practices of the COINTELPRO are still being practiced. The... Um, I guess I want to say the um, constitutional rights that are not allowed to us are still happening in every single prison plantation in America. Um, I really, really want to thank ECC for doing this with me, especially under how volatile these um, prisons have been lately. Uh, and we're going to try to do as many as we can because I really don't think this is going to be lasting much longer. So. Hey, man, I really, really appreciate Ipsy Dix. I appreciate everyone for listening, man. And, you know, until the next time we're here, man, behind the fences, deep in the trenches, man. Shank Radio, Ipsy
1: Dixie, man. Love y'all. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Power to the people.